Some of you will be familiar with the 1970s musicals uh, of the gospel, Godspell, Jesus Christ Superstar, and so on. They were serious cultural, cultural phenomena of their day, presenting the story of Jesus in the form of the Broadway extravaganza. And then subsequent movies were made of these shows and reached million more pe- millions more people. But here's the thing. Neither of them had any depiction or scenes of the resurrection. Superstar adds a song with Judas and Mary reflecting on what Jesus had meant to them, but that's about it. In fact, I can't think of a film that attempts to depict the resurrection. I did a quick web search, and I couldn't find one, and, uh, but I did come across the fact that there is there's something called the Resurrection Project that hopes to develop a film in the next couple of years. The promotional materials have pictures that suggest that Jesus will look human but will sort of float rather than walk. Um, They also say that this project is much more than making a film. It's a crowd-driven movement with global reach. The resurrection is using modern technology and media to build a worldwide audience in advance. And this audience will have input and involvement throughout the creative process including uh, there were invitations to give money, which is the involvement, I think. Uh, They will deliver many artistic creations associated with the brand. Currently in development are the Resurrection Church Resources, the Resurrection Game, the Resurrection Soundtrack, think about that one for a moment, and other film-related projects. Now... I'm being fun, but I I wish the people behind this project every success, but I confess that I'm not optimistic. And I'm not optimistic because I don't believe it will be possible to present or portray the mystery of resurrection on a screen without trivializing or reducing it to something almost laughable today. I quite like our resurrection window as an icon for meditation but to the degree that that works, it's because the window is static where my imagination is not. In this day and age, it might be considered a problem or a challenge not being able to portray the resurrection in a dramatic and and moving way. And it's perhaps a problem or a challenge because we are so wedded to our screens. It's almost as though our lives are more real if we appear on television. It's It's what moves people to stand outside 30 Rock trying to get, a, get on television with the, the, the morning show. Surely we're a bit more noteworthy, a bit more real when we're on the screen. I remember the story of what was then the largest flat screen in the world, and may still be, and it was installed in the AT&T Stadium where the Dallas Cowboys play. And it's a massive thing with sort of 10 tiers behind it and people in it during the games and so on. And, and asked why the owner of the team, Jerry Jones, pointed out that the screen made business sense because the main competition for going to see football at a stadium is the reality that at home seats are cheaper and more comfortable, the parking is easy, the beers don't cost $10. And as more fans get high-definition screens at home, the experience of watching the game is better at home too. And Mr. Jones knew that in, that in order to sort of make the thing work, the experience of going to the stadium had to be more uh, powerful and more significant than anything that you could get at home. And so these massive, massive screens. He recognized the competition of screens for live football. 
I expect that some of you here have already checked your messages, and I rather hope that someone is live tweeting the service, come to that. (laughs) But I hope that you can also lose yourself in the mystery of what God has opened up and made possible for us revealed in the resurrection of Jesus. See, what we're celebrating is not accessible to a dramatic presentation of certain events on Easter morning 2,000 years ago. I have a friend who, when he thinks about Easter, says that he imagines a dead man walking. That's how he accesses the the resurrection. And he finds that helpful to his faith, to his trust in God, to imagine Jesus coming out of the grain, dusting off and walking around. I've tried that, and I, I just can't quite get there. Uh, when I read the stories of, of, of Jesus' resurrection in the scriptures, because it's clear to me that Jesus is not instantly recognizable most of the time until he's seen in characteristic acts, when he calls Mary by name, or when he breaks bread, or when he breakfasts on the beach, or when he, uh, in today's story from Matthew, he suddenly appears and greets the women rushing to share the good news. What we are celebrating here. It's earth-shaking newness of life. When the dead are raised, then everything is changed, and our imaginative horizons are expanded beyond anything we previously could imagine. Death is no longer the last word, the abyss, the dark abyss, the thing we must fear. Death has lost its sting when the dead are raised. It's unfortunate that in the course of human history, Since that first Easter, it has as often as not been followers of Jesus who have been least likely to see the consequences of this ever-expanding mystery of resurrection in earth-shaking events and in extraordinary discoveries. These events and discoveries are life-changing, and they can happen in part because people are willing to take risks, the kind of risks that we only take when we know we are beloved when we know that love is the most important thing and that we do not need to fear death. These discoveries happen in part because of faith, because of what happens when we can take reasonable risks and imaginative leaps without fearing that death is the worst thing that can happen to us. Think about it. It's often Christians who have had the hardest time coming to grips with the discovery that the earth is not flat, that the earth is round, that planets don't rotate around the earth, that the heavens are not exactly above us. It is Christians who have trouble with ever-expanding universes, that time and space are relative concepts, that time and therefore history are best imagined as something other than linear when our theology is so dependent on that linear idea of history. It's Christians who have trouble with the idea that the foundation of matter is energy in relation, and so on and so on and so on. And when other Christians embrace these things as gifts for the proclamation of the gospel, then those Christians who find it difficult get apoplectic and create inquisitions and heresy trials and major splits within Christian communities with attendant, these days attendant, expensive legal suits, apparently over property rights, but actually over who are to be the keepers and interpreters of the tradition. It's about power. Atomic bombs do not make the splitting of the atom inherently more evil any more than theories of relativity do not condemn us to the wasteland of eternal relativism. The moment we engage 
as Christians, in those kind of internecine fights, we've already lost the battle. And we've lost because in our world, attention to and even addiction to our screens will ensure that we are shaped by a new imaginative universe sooner rather than later, and it will quickly hold sway in the hearts and minds of those who have not yet received the gospel. So while we may imagine ourselves handicapped by not being able to tell the Easter story in a dramatic way for the big screen, and while we might be tempted to rail against the screens themselves, uh, I'm with Barbara Taylor and others who've counseled, kudos to Barbara for making the cover of the Easter cover of Time this year, but I'm with them in, in, in encouraging some sense of balance in our relation with the world mediated by screens, but they are not instruments of the devil. They're part of our lives. They're inventions that are themselves consequences of what is possible when enough people know the reality of resurrection, know the reality that death has lost its sting, that life is more about trust in God's love and so the ability to be more the people we were created to be, people who are inventive and creative, empowered to be courageous and generous and compassionate and free as we grasp that we are loved by God. We are beloved even in the face of death, just as Jesus went to the cross, trusting in God's love, knowing that love was more important than death, so is true for those of us who grasp the love inherent in the resurrection. Now, my understanding of resurrection, the way I imagine it, has changed over the years, and I'm confident that the process of allowing this story to remain foundational for me as it is for us will continue through the many changes and chances yet to come for me in this life. The story of Jesus and that of the first Easter morning is so life-affirming and so life-giving because it frees us not from death, but from the power of death. It is what makes life that is rich and real possible as we live with the claims that it is in giving that we receive and in service of others that we are freed, and in dying to ourselves that we can risk without fear, we find that we are granted that abundant life for which we all deeply hope. Now, it may be that you haven't been to church for a while, and it may be that you're curious about how it's possible to take Christian faith seriously given both the apparent absurdity of our claims and the dreadful history of brittle Christians grasping for power. But in spite of this, maybe you still hope, still there's a little place where you hope that there is something here for you. Well, there is. This is a particular community, All Saints, of about 3,000 souls who would love for you to join us on our journey of discovery of the source of real, abundant, and even eternal life, unafraid of death. If you're moved by that hope to say yes to God and to join us as followers of Jesus this day, then come with us to the Lord's table where we remember in order that we might be remembered or put back together, made whole, forgiven, freed from bondage, freed for life, a project 
that God pursues in every one of us for our whole lives long. Join us at the table saying yes to following Jesus and then tell someone that that's what you did and allow yourself to accept the invitation to be drawn into a community where you can learn that in spite of every human failing, and there's plenty of human failing in this community, but in spite of every human failing, the love of God is constant, even unto death. O grave, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia.